Wir gehen jetzt in den Wassers los. It's Deinen Freundo, Seth, I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh, German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 443. We have a wonderful show for you this week. I'm your host, Per Schneider, and I have some incredible people with me. To my right, I have Zach Ryan, the Zach Ryan. It's true, I'm the only one. Brian Altano to my left. Hi. And special <laughs> guest, 
because Casey DeFrita is snowed in and can't be found, Joe Scrabble from our UK team. Flown in specially. That's right, yeah. <laughs> ta- ta- had- okay, now wait a minute. She can be found. She's fine. She's <laughs> yeah. just snowed in in a cabin. She'll be all right. She's snowed in. She's so. still filing articles, but she obviously can't be here in the it's studio, the which cabin sucks. cabin that can't be found. Because we have some good stuff to talk about, including uh, a mystery game that Nintendo is working on, and we'll speculate about what that could be. We're also going to talk about whether Nintendo will ever count to nine. Um, you'll get a little bit more information on that one. And, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, news, so why don't we uh, jump right in. Joe Scrabbles, if you don't know him, is actually our deputy news editor in the UK. Is that right? Just deputy editor now. Deputy editor. The news is gone. So you came, from, you came from the news site, now you handle everything. Yeah. Well, then host this damn show, man. All right. Yeah, let's take well, over. Joe, you have a, sort of a long history with Nintendo as well. I do. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little, a little bit about your Nintendo history? My first job in the industry was official Nintendo magazine in the UK. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then I just like them now. Yeah. That's basically the deal. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed Wii U. That was a thing in my life um, t- for my sins. Mm-hmm. And Do you still have it? Yeah, it's plugged in. So a friend... Really? Uh, yeah, sometimes wow. I play Wonderful 101. A f- oh, man. A friend of the show, uh, Craig Harris, uh, mm. whom I met over lunch today, told me that uh, the Wii U is becoming quite the hot commodity on eBay. Yeah, you can, mm-hmm. like... Boxed ones are going for like a thousand dollars or something, and that is because obviously the system is not being manufactured anymore. Unlike the, uh, you know, they're still making PlayStation threes, I think, or mm. about winding winding it down now, something right? Like but like the Wii U is not being made anymore. So if you don't have one and you want a collectible, please don't buy it for a thousand dollars. Don't be an idiot, seriously. <laughs> yeah, All buy those one games used. are coming. That's to crazy. Switch. Just yeah. go with the Switch. I have a hard drive with just. Uh, like loads and loads of Wii U games that mm-hmm. haven't come out on any other systems. I am absolutely sure you got to keep that stuff. It's going to go yep. in a museum. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So one thing that will not be coming to the Nintendo Switch anytime soon, though, is Dr. Mario World. So right. jumping right into the news. That's not uh, the name of that game. Yeah. Is it Dr. Mario World? Yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, huh? wonderful. Yeah. So uh, Nintendo is working on a mobile spin-off of Dr. Mario, which probably will be exactly like Dr. Mario, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, iOS and Android. This is not the mobile game that you're seeing if you're watching this show. That's just Dr. Mario. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, you will not be seeing anything. Uh, but uh, obviously, Dr. Mario, I'm, I'm a big fan. I've, yeah. uh, I've played way too many hours of the, the vastly superior 64 edition yep. that also came to GameCube. But you know, just a brief history. This game uh, came out in 94, pretty late on the NES. Um, uh, actually, in ni- 1990 on the NES and the Game Boy. And then uh, we saw it as Tetris and Dr. Mario on the Super NES in 94. Mm-hmm. We even saw it for the uh, Satellaview, the the. Dr. Mario BS, I always love that. That's broadcast satellite in Japan, where the game was actually streamed to you through a satellite dish. I never got to play that one. There was four-player Dr. Mario 64. And then my favorite was, uh, do you guys remember the GameCube preview disc? Yes. Do you remember what you could do with that thing? Not in this. Not in so Dr. Mario context, you connected, yeah. So you connected a GBA, a Game Boy Advance, with a link cable, mm-hmm. and you could download Dr. Mario to your memory on your GBA through the game. Oh, right. And play that game. And then if you turned off your GBA... It was gone. That. It was I gone. had Sorry. no idea that you could do that. Yep. Yeah. That was yeah, the fun. preview disc was cool. Nintendo Voice Chat. Just yeah. teaching you stuff every week. So how, how do you? Are you guys going to play it on mobile? Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. 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 
Pear, I'm a little disappointed that you neglected to mention the other doctors, Dr. Wario and Dr. Luigi, who also somehow got their own modes or entire spinoff games, which is just ridiculous. That's true. Um, this game also uh, was a minigame in, I believe, Brain Age, where it had touch yeah. controls. Uh -huh. So that's probably what we're going to see something similar to on the mobile version itself, because obviously in lieu of having legitimate actual controls, yep. uh, you'll be clicking and dragging pills around your screen to cure... The man's body, I believe, this game <laughs> takes place in. Yeah. We've never really figured and, that out. And he's, he's like, this played, is uh, actually a prequel to Osmosis Jones. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> if you've play, never played Dr. Mario, the music will absolutely stick yep. with you. Mm -hmm. Chill. <laughs> actually, you're all playing Smash Brothers. Yeah. So you know the music. Yeah. It's in there. It's all already in your brain. But, uh, you know, this is just showing that Nintendo is expanding, obviously, uh, bringing more franchises to mobile. Mario Kart Tour, which we'll talk a little bit more about that topic later, obviously got delayed. So, you know, this is a game that's going to come in in the summer, and they're working with uh, mobile uh, developer Line on this. Yeah, now, so this isn't their DNA part. No, this mm. is. And Line worked with. Line makes over a billion dollars with Disney on puzzle games. They're a puzzle game expert. Right. Uh, so, this is the right company to pick if you want to make a lot of dough. Does what do you world, think? I was yeah. going to say, does World imply that it's yeah. like an online game or leaderboards I'm or something? I would assume yeah. so, yeah. Be. Or you yeah. think Dr. Mario is visiting sick people all over the planet? <laughs> uh, that is very likely. Thank you for that, Brian. Um, Anytime. Let's I, talk about that. Insight. I just want to say, like, I think that of all of the, the Nintendo mobile ventures thus far, this one lends itself the best to mobile. I think mm -hmm. it, it's... It, I, it seems it makes the most sense to me as a mobile yeah. game. Like uh, this one was like, oh, when they announced it, like kind of a no-brainer to me. Like, so I have anecdotal data that is very popular with female players, and that's all three generations of women in my household played this game against me in the past. That's my my wife's uh, mom, my daughter, and me, four-player Dr. Mario, and everybody loved this game. This is also my one of my wife's favorite video See? games. Also, I doesn't could, your daughter love Dr. Mario? She does. She has, she's eight months old, and we just put it on and leave for days at a time. So, <laughs> Mark, if the microtransactions <laughs> are... <laughs> are Obviously, this game is going to be free-to-play with microtransactions, but sure. I have a feeling this is going to make a lot of dough. They, they'll sell pills. That's right. They'll, I they'll bet have you can't to say, buy every pill. I bet you can't say anecdotal data five times fast. I, c I cannot. I can barely speak English. Thank you. Uh, this is also great for Nintendo because when you open up the App Store, you can type in Mario, and now multiple search results yeah, pop. Yeah, that's true. That's Including uh, uh, Mario Sisters, which mm -hmm. will be there for a week yep. until it gets and pulled down. Yeah. yeah. And Louis the Leprechaun yeah. or whatever. Mu all the other <laughs> Murio Brothers. Yeah, Super Marlo. All the bootleg garbage. Super Marlo. <laughs> uh, all right. Next news item is uh, Wargroove is hot. Yep. Um, you guys, I was out last week, and Joe was not here. You guys talked about Wargroove. We did. And you like the game? I do. I do. like. I Since last week, I've started playing it a, a bit, and it's, uh, you know, to call it a love letter to an Advance Wars or like an homage is, is a bit of an understatement. It is very, <laughs> very, very Advance Wars-y, and I'm really enjoying it a lot. Has uh, some unique elements, though, like the, uh, you know, the villages have health and mm -hmm. that, you can, that you can use to heal your units. That's a new twist that we haven't seen before. Yeah, I, we were I saying it. last week that almost, it almost feels like a game that was built by like scorned ex-Advance Wars <laughs> de developers in the same yeah. way something like, I don't know, the Igarashi Castlevania knockoff is going to yeah. end up. Um, but this this game made all of its development costs back in three days. In three days. So That's it's been wild. sitting Crazy. at number one in the eShop since it came out, which just shows that there the audience is starved for a game like this. This is the this is the mad thing. When you, you look at this game coming out and doing so well, how has intelligent not why they made what was it, codename Steam or whatever yes. it was? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Just make advance oh, wars right. again. Right. 
Yeah, did not want that. Yeah, yeah. it was so weird. Hey, it was a fine game. Codename Steam was okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Abraham was, Lincoln Robots. Could, that's yeah, right. That was pretty good. They could have made two Advanced Wars games in that time. Anyway, this this game is good. There are some some little quibbles I have with the controls, with the you know the the way you skip cut cutscenes is a little yep. slow. But it sounds like the developer is listening to that. So they already announced a, a patch coming that's going to fix some uh, bugs. There's some save bugs that I think you ran into. I here, did. Yeah, right? I ran through the tutorial three times. And I didn't know I was just stuck in this weird loop. Huh? How so, strange. Uh, so they'll let you skip the ba- battles faster, which was Tom Marks's uh, one of his complaints. Uh, force force faster map movement, where you don't have to hold the button and accidentally trigger one of the mm-hmm. units. Uh, more tool tips. They're going to tell you the S rank requirements. By the way, it's based on the number of turns. You just always want to go for the boss super fast mm-hmm. if you want to get that S rank and not kill every unit. Um, and then they'll make it more uh, difficult to accidentally end a turn, which is, I have done a couple of times too. So it's yep. a yeah. lot of quality of life stuff. I have a feeling that we're going to find out that this game is selling best on Switch. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! But I think it's it's pretty much a no-brainer, which yeah. is still really cool to see. Yeah, please, if you if you've hesitated to pick up a Fire Emblem game, uh, play this. It looks obviously more like a Fire Emblem with a fantasy setting, but it is it doesn't have that that super hardcore element of losing units for good. Yet, like you can make new units, so yeah. it's a little bit more casual. And, and Tom's uh, one of Tom's things that he mentioned last week uh, was the ability to. The the minutia behind uh, the difficulty, mm-hmm. the way that you can bump down the difficulty by three percent if you need to, yep. and like that's something like as a guy that is not super into strategy games, I'm sure you've heard me say that yep, before. Heard um, that that's really interesting to me because like I can knock this down to eighty percent if I wanted to mm-hmm. and, and get through some of the stuff that you know yep. challenging me. I, I'm really enjoying this game. I'm really stoked that it's out. So also, yeah, I also cannot wait to see the user made maps. Like yeah. once that community takes yeah. off, that's going to be. So well, good and we were talking about stuff. it last week. Uh, uh, given the the mods that are coming to PC in the crossplay, like it's only a matter of time before somebody creates Advance Wars in this <laughs> yeah. game. So yeah. like, yeah. I'll play that too. Yep, yeah. excellent. Uh, there is an update on a game that we haven't talked about in ages that used to also be a top seller and honestly is always hovering in the top fifteen in the eShop, and that's Overcooked Two. Yep. Mm. Everybody here play it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so Overcooked Two uh, got a free content update. All you have to do is start the game. It'll prompt you or do your little uh, your little your little option to update it if it doesn't prompt you. They added, um, in honor of Chinese New Year, happy Chinese New Year, everybody. Um, they added a new map with seven levels. Uh, <laughs> and a dragon that chases you. Two new kitchen. dishes. Of course, when you think of China, you think of fruit platter and hot pot. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Together at last. <laughs> those two dishes are in it. Uh, new chefs, uh, a new survival mode, an entirely new mode where a timer runs down. Uh, I played a little bit of this. This game is so much fun. This looks awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to try this. Um, this is like one of my go-to sort of recommendations for people to play local co-op on Switch. Uh, I think it just totally nails that platform perfectly. It's just really fun. Um, it's a great excuse to yell at your friends or significant other. Yeah. I don't think there's a game that's made me angrier on video than the original <laughs> yeah. There is a video of us in the in the That UK video office. is amazing. I yeah. lose it in that video and we but had to actually have words afterwards. Really? Like, it was just like... You weren't acting? I'm so no. stressed. You weren't like, acting? No, I find it incredibly stressful, that game. I love it. It's amazing, but uh, I have damaged friendships. Would you ever get a real-life kitchen job like that? Absolutely. <laughs> I, would, I would go to jail. I played with my kids and they got into a fight. They stopped playing like one person walked out the room the other yeah. one went to mom and it, it was it, it can really ruin it's friendships yeah. yeah but if you get if you find the right partner mm. you kind of get into this vibe where you uh, where vibe where you really kind of switch off the tasks and it can be really like mm-hmm. just yeah. fun and relaxing too 
I think it's like until it's, something happens. The the dishwashing element mm-hmm. is what always throws me off because every time I'm like chopping is fun and cooking is fun and all that stuff, and then like in the corner there's always a just this disgusting pile of dishes that someone has yep. to do. And no, it's a, it's a stark reminder that, that there is a lot of elements to cooking that just sucks. Yep. So that's that's there too. Um, next is a story that you actually uh, reported on. Um, so be, I would love to hear your feedback on that, Joe. Um, that was a new story that was the headline on every website, Xbox Live on Switch. Yeah. Question mark to which I say not so fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely not yeah. coming to so Switch. So tell us about this. Do you want to read the statement uh, from the GDC conference schedule where it was accidentally leaked? Yeah. GDC is the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco that happens in March. So it said, Xbox Live is about to get much bigger. Much in all caps. Xbox Live is expanding from 400 million gaming devices and a reach to over 68 million active players to over 2 billion devices with the release of our new cross-platform XDK. Get a first look at the SDK to enable game developers to connect players between iOS, Android, and Switch in addition to Xbox and any game in the Microsoft Store on Windows PCs. What the hell does that mean, John? What a great buzzword. Two billion devices. Exactly. So essentially, there's a wider kind of bit of text that went out and it indicates that things like friends lists and achievements and that sort of base level meat and potato stuff is going to be sort of integrated into Switch in some way. They haven't said what that means. Maybe that's an app. Maybe that's just like architecture that would allow it to happen. I love that you call that base level meat and potatoes yeah. coming to a platform that has basically none of those things. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's true. But it, but it's but it's still, we don't know if Nintendo wants that, right? This exactly. is an SDK for developers to use. Yes. And we'll talk about another SDK after this as well. But uh, so this is the option Obviously, already there's some hooks in some games yeah. with Xbox Live. So you can sign into your Xbox Live profile on Minecraft, for example, yeah. or mm-hmm. you can cross-play between Fortnite. So this is like, speculatively, maybe this would allow you to earn Xbox achievements while playing Warframe on Switch, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we're going to get a storefront. It doesn't mean we're going to get Xbox games on Switch. But it could <laughs> be, and this is like the speculative thing that we wrote about, it could be setting up a base level for potentially getting Project X Cloud, which is Xbox's big streaming initiative, which they've tested on phones and tablets mm-hmm. onto Switch. I know like Switch and Xbox have had a little love in recently. I'm yep. not sure how willing Nintendo would be for you to turn on Project X Cloud and like play Forza on your Switch. That would be kind of cool. I would like that. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's it's more interesting for what it could be than what it is. Sure, is basically the takeaway. But but never say never, right? Microsoft has been very vocal about. Um, servicing two platforms at mm-hmm. once, right? You can buy an Xbox One game and get the PC edition for free now when yeah. you buy their first-party games. And it, it's with all these big companies, and there are more, right? There is uh, obviously NVIDIA, there's Google, all these different uh, companies working on streaming platforms. Nintendo has one they're testing in Japan. Mm. Um, we might get to a point where you will be able to truly cross-play games mm. through these uh, streaming services. Well, Phil Spencer keeps saying the future of Xbox is on every device, which wow. sounds like something a dystopian leader would say. Yeah. This, but this is every device. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I mean, very very pointedly, there's no Sony on that list. But, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. But it, it is interesting. Like, it would. I'd be super interested to see what Nintendo's reaction to that would be. I'd be I would, I would I'd, love to hear it. I'd be amazed to see this get to the system before something like Netflix does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean there are so many like just go to apps that still aren't there yet. Mm. And just having this uh like having an Xbox Live icon on Switch before Netflix is crazy to me. But again, yeah, like you said, the online service is so underserved. Right. I would just love the idea to have my friends list on Xbox 
appear yeah. on here and I could find my friends on there yeah. in game. Because, I mean, I don't use that on Xbox because I don't turn on my Xbox. I use my Switch loads. So yeah. let's take the best bits of Xbox's services and stick them on Switch. I'm, I'm up. <laughs> Imagine you start matchmaking with people over Xbox Live to play Switch games. Yeah, oh, that'd be oh. great. They, they did. I mean, look, the Xbox 360 uh, and really perfected online play and wrote mm -hmm. the book on how how you handle online on mm -hmm. consoles. Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. that machine was so good. And yet, um, ten years later, Nintendo still haven't copied it. That, it <laughs> it's it's, so it's weird. pretty crazy. And and it's fair to say that Sony did a lot of catching mm. up with a uh, with a yeah. PlayStation toolset. So I'm, I'm curious to see where this is going to go. There's that weird, like, sort of interesting crossover stuff that happens between these two co uh, companies, even in terms of IPs. Yep. Yeah, like Mario and Minecraft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Things like and, that. And, and, and you know, like, Banjo-Kazooie, like, having an idle animation of playing mm -hmm. at a Game Boy and stuff, or mm -hmm. Conquer doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and when, when Rare Replay came out a couple years ago, we, which I, would, by the way, would love to see on Switch, mm -hmm. it basically omitted anything that was really, like effectively connected to Nintendo. Mm -hmm. yep. And so we got this kind of half-assed version of that of that collection. Not half-assed, had a lot of great stuff. But I would love to see those worlds come together and yep. then be like, here's Rare Replay Nintendo Edition. Was GoldenEye no. in Rare no, Replay? No, no GoldenEye... That, that's a licensing thing. Yeah. GoldenEye, like, if we want to go through it real quick, is basically owned, what is it? It's like Activision, Nintendo, Rare, Xbox, and Sony. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Sony owns... The the bond license, but then other people own the le rare owns the yeah. levels. It's mm -hmm. so in the music. Yeah. There's Danjack, MGM. There's the music license yep. holder. There's a there's actually a separate license license holder just for the ban it yep. music, right? Which if you go back, never say never again. Didn't have that movie. movie yeah. the, the Sony spin. No, to relaunch that that <laughs> 007 uh, for stuff. 64 like in HD, you would basically yeah. have to get like a conference of yep. teams together to okay. sit down but, around but, a campfire it, and sort it out. But it is possible. We've seen a reboot remake of Golden in the past yes, that's, that's was true. able to pull together all these pieces. It wasn't very good, if though. If you want anecdotal evidence right. of where that is at the moment, a friend of mine recently, well, relatively recently, went to Rare's campus, which is in the countryside in the UK, and they have a big shed out back, and that's where all the GoldenEye memorabilia was. Oh, like, none of all it of it is out. Yeah. It's oh. in a shed out back. That's wild. All right, one more uh, one more SDK story. I know SDK stories don't sound that exciting, but this one, I think... Uh, what does SDK stand for? Uh, it's a development kit. Okay, yeah. got it. So um, it's uh, basically a tool set for developers that they can utilize in their in their games. Um, in this case, the SDK is for uh, for voice chat, which I know a lot of people are passionate about. And so this company, Vivox, which uh, was just acquired by Unity, that's a middleware company. They make the engine that a lot of uh, Switch indie games actually run on. Mm -hmm. uh, they announced that they're releasing uh, a development kit to add text and voice chat to Switch games. So already, you've already used this tool set, by the way, because that's what Fortnite runs on. Um, so you already have seen the chat service. So now it will be true middleware that any any developer can pay to use um, and doesn't have to rely on Nintendo's Kluji mobile app, whatever device service. Squid. And already, you know, High res Studios is going to use this for Smite and Paladins coming up. So this, this is a good thing. It's so weird that right? there are companies who are being able, <laughs> they've had enough time to go, we can just make this better for Switch. Right. They're yeah. working around the system strategically to yeah. deliver something that's better. As someone with no development knowledge, I'm amazed that they're even allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah it's right? pretty wild. Nintendo make it seem like it's impossible architecturally, but then just, it Nin keeps popping up. Nintendo's the same company that in the 80s and 90s was like, if you want to put a game on a cartridge, you have to buy them through us. Uh -huh. you know? 
You know, we're going to mark them up. So they're they're very into their own proprietary format. So this is cool that people are finding a way around that. Yep. If you go back in history, look up some old NVC episodes. We had Todd Northcutt on at one point, former uh, former IGN Entertainment employee who uh, worked on the GameSpy service that mm. Nintendo used for the Wii. And he told a story on our episode how they built a voice chat service for the Wii, pitched it to Nintendo, and they said, uh, no. That was, like, <laughs> seriously, like, so go crazy. find that episode. That is one of my favorite NVC. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Like, just those old stories it, it's of, just, of Nintendo being like, let's go online. Yeah. And, you know, this show is called Nintendo Voice Chat. Yep. Uh, for for a reason, mm-hmm. we we were being snarky when we named it. Even back to the GameCube, pe- remember fans put together this thing that thing called Warp Pipe, yep. which allowed them oh, to like right. they basically did a D, you know DIY of their own online. Yeah, so I got a, a quick just to round out the new segment, uh, three quick announcement stories that are kind of smaller, but I I, I would like uh, Nintendo fans and Switch fans to know about. One is uh, Yu Gi Oh Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution was announced by Konami in Japan only, um, so this is. Uh, based on the card game. If mm-hmm. you're into uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card games, you'll get a version on the Switch. No word yet on the U.S. release, and we haven't seen anything on it. Just mm-hmm. know that it uses the Master Rule setup, whatever that means. Um, Doom and Destiny, the Flying Spaghetti Fantasy Adventure from Heartbit. Finally. That also is- coming, so don't scoff at it, because when you see this game, you're going to say you're gonna, you want to play it. It's either the worst or the best SEO title of all right? time. Yeah. Like, it's either <laughs> getting buried or appearing twice as much. <laughs> so this, this game has been out a cup for a couple of years on Steam. Um, I think it came out in like 2014 or something. It when you see it running, it looks like Final Fantasy. So classic 2D overhead uh, overhead view, and they they even like design elements from Mario games. You can spot in the backgrounds at some some point. Um, so it's cool. What will fans of the games Doom and Destiny think of this title? <laughs> uh, well, it's both in one. Okay, but no, it's not at deal. all like Doom and Destiny. But it is Doom and Destiny trademark. Excellent. Yep. What uh, what's a flying spaghetti fantasy, Brian? I think that that's basically um, when you go to bed and you think of Italian food and then you wake up and it's there, like a night chef. Has that happened? Yeah. No, if that happens, chef. you run. <laughs> Why? Yeah, you're, because your house is trying. To I would kill love you. for a night chef to come into my house as I sleep and whip up a good pasta <laughs> right? for me. That sounds you wake wonderful. up in the middle of the night. You're like, so oh, is that fresh tomatoes? Perfect. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so finally, you know, there's a little stealth story. You know, data miners. I've heard of them. Yeah, the data miners. Data miners in the past uncovered uh, news of paladin, uh, paladins, and smite coming to the switch. So of course they would uncover uh, some light proof that Realm Royale from High Res is also coming across. Uh, they actually found reference to a Nintendo version in the code um, of the other games. And so uh, you know, if you're a fan of Realm Royale. Um, you know, hold on to your bucks until this version comes out. Hold on I know to your bucks. I, I know you're uh, you're very excited about Realm Royale. Yeah. Oh, how, how many yes. Royales are there on Switch? Uh, well, there will soon be one more. Uh, like it feels like there aren't many, so it's probably oh. a good move. For yeah, yeah. We're missing, no, we're missing Apex Legends, obviously PUBG, uh, Blackout. The, mm. the big the big ones outside of Fortnite are not there, so mm-hmm. you know it's probably smart there. Yeah. They're bringing this this over. Uh, Pear, I forgot to throw in here real quick. PSA in the middle of the month, Nintendo on NES Online is dropping Super Mario Brothers Two and Kirby, Kirby Adventure. Adventure. That's right. I actually was gonna start the show out 
uh, off with uh, an apology to our listeners that in the time that it took us to record this show, multiple news items have been announced <laughs> <laughs> that you are as usual as you is are the probably way. expecting us to chat, talk about, yeah. and that one just broke be- before the show. Thank yep. you so much. Of course. So we'll get Kirby, and we'll get Mario Two, which I love. Mario Super Mario Brothers Two is my favorite NES Mario. But that's game. a really good game. Okay, that's yeah. not Super Mario Brothers USA. That's no, the that's lost no, it's the yeah, it's the weird yes. one where you throw vegetables. Yeah, oh, it's not the Lost Mario. Levels. It's Super no. Mario Brothers 2. It's the U.S. Super yeah. Mario yes. Brothers And 2. then also in traditional fashion, Japan's getting a third game, which is this exclusive sumo game that I've never played or heard of before. So They keep on getting three games, yeah. and we keep on getting two. I know. I would prefer to get the sumo game I've never heard Me of. Me too. Because yeah. I'd want to play something that just let yeah. never happened. Let right. us figure out the Japanese. We'll, we'll be able to do it. Just come on, Nintendo. Some, some of us of will. Yeah. Maybe there's a licensing entanglement that these sumo wrestlers are... Licensed by another company in the U.S. Who knows? I'm Possibly. Just, I'm just talking. Uh, so <laughs> for our next topic, I wanted to talk about um, a little news story that was hidden in Nintendo's financial results. You know, as part of the uh, uh, the financials, which you guys went over, I'm sure, at length last, uh, uh, last time. A bit, yeah. yeah we a talked bit. a bit, yeah. Um, Nintendo says... It's preparing, quote, translation, at least one title in fiscal year 19. So that's April to April. Nintendo's year uh, starts in April. That should please fans. Uh, that mm-hmm. was my translation of, of, of what, they, uh, what they said. Um, what do you think that will be? And guys, what pleases you? <laughs> Yikes. So this is an unannounced... An unannounced game for Nintendo Switch that should please fans. Well, I would hope that that would be the motive for all of their games. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but but look, if they're now one especially that but, you're going to But like. if they announced Wii Fit or something, that should not please this please the fans. It, it might right? it might please the fans. Yeah. It might, I mean there's some people that like getting called fat by a video game. No. Oh, when you step on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that and my meat just went like boom and I was like, "Oh, oh no. God, I got to fix this." Uh, what well, I mean, is this the the weird rumored Star Fox game from Rare or what do you think is going to I mean, it sounds like if it pleases fans, it's not just going to be like Dr. Luigi or something. Mm-hmm. Right? It's got to be something bigger, no? But it also feels like that's quite soon. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like it's going to be anything. To me, that strikes me as like Wii U port. Well, that no, that's yes. from mm-hmm. this coming April to next April. So that's probably this year or something. Yeah. Big. So the fact yeah. that the fact that they've already got release dates or release windows for Yoshi, Fire Emblem, Pokemon, Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion, plus a couple of new IP. Damon X Machina. Damon X Machina. Like, it leads me to sort of wonder what they could possibly have in their back pocket that's mm-hmm. not a Mario and Zelda. So if that's the case, if they're looking at a new release that pleases fans, yeah. my money is on, like Joe said, like a Wii U port, um, mm-hmm. and if or, or maybe even the off-rumored Metroid Prime trilogy, which I would gladly take. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Maybe we're looking at a... Uh, both? I would love a B-sides to Super Mario Odyssey like they did for... Like like yep. Galaxy 2 was a lot more yep. of, of right. Galaxy. Like I'd love to see something similar for Odyssey. Just like mm-hmm. Kingdom's DLC. I would, yeah. Like an expansion pack. If they, like, yeah. like, um, I'm amazed new, that never happened. New Super Luigi U. So yeah. I, I actually think this is a new title and I do think in addition to that we'll see a bunch of Wii U re-releases. Like I I pulled the, the list of games that haven't been ported from the Wii U over and mm-hmm. at the top, like they ported obviously uh, some of the top sellers and they have sequels to Mario Party and Super Smash Brothers. They basically already ported or sequeled six of the top ten sellers on Wii U and some of the games on Switch of, of 
of course, already outsold the original Wii U mm -hmm. versions, including Mario Kart. But the top-selling Wii U games that they haven't been ported, 3D World, which sold, uh, yep. sold 5.8 million on the Wii U. Very good. Nintendo Land, which sold 5.19 million. Super Mario Maker with 4 million. Wind Waker HD with 2.28 million. And then, obviously, there was NES Remix, Pikmin 3, oh, yeah. Twilight Princess HD, you know, a whole bunch of other games. NES Wonderful Remix. 101. Oh, the, the, yeah. so NES Remix and Pikmin 3 are like two of the ones that no one talks about when we talk yep. about... Pikmin is going to come to this. I was going to say, what if it's... I mean, Miyamoto said Pikmin 4 was way far along in development two or three years yeah. ago. Yeah. So what if this game, this, you know the game that's supposed to please the fans yeah. was just Pikmin 4. That That'd be great. He, was that separate to the weird side-scrolling Pikmin that he was talking about? Um, well, I that thought wasn't, it was. That wasn't we, a numbered Pikmin. That yeah. wasn't Pikmin, Did he 4. Say Pikmin 4. Yeah, we will never really. know. Like I, I read all the articles, and you just couldn't tell mm. sometimes. But obviously, I mean, the, I, he loves that franchise. Yes, I, I do think Pikmin three is going to come across. I'd love for and that. Yeah. I actually think this. every game on this list is going to come across. And I'm, I'm curious about. I mean, Wii Sports was a phenomenon, and and Wii Sports Resort was a phenomenon with 80 million units sold on yep. the Wii. It seems weird they haven't done Switch Sports mm, yeah. or brought something back because they have the freaking Joy-Con. Would it, would it be weird given that they did Wii Sports Club, which improved loads of that? I think Wii Sports yeah. Club Golf is yeah. the best sports simulation of all time. Really? Genuinely. Wow. Nothing else feels like playing golf. Yeah, like, that's true. Better than Tiger Woods. Yeah, 100%. Okay. It's amazing. Okay. Like that, that game's incredible, but you can't recreate that because you don't have the double screen stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. So... That kind well, of, if you buy two switches, yeah, maybe that's it. That's how they're gonna get us. Yeah, um, Nintendo Land's an interesting one because that's so connected to the Wii U hardware yeah, and being a dual screen that. game. So that'd be really tough. They'd have to retool it, but there's a lot of cool yeah. stuff in there. That is true. It would be much more difficult to do that, but this is also a handheld. You could have five players all with the same screen, right? And, yeah, and gasp, you could play Nintendo Land online. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's, don't that's, scoff yeah, at the true. idea of a game being played online. That's a multiplayer. Side note: I had completely forgotten about that Pikmin side-scrolling game. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, totally everybody did. about that game. Everybody did. It was all it right. It was not a very good yeah. game. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I th I think all of these Wii U games are going to come across. The fact oh, that we I haven't would love seen for Mario Maker HD to come to Switch yeah. crazy. Me too. Um, but but we will see. Uh, Again, give me tough to be to play that one with that dual screen. That was like such a. That was such a nice improvement. Yeah, that was having like, the map yeah, and like the items true. and the touchscreen and everything. You can you can use the touchscreen on this baby. Yeah, that's true. Like you know, you can create while on the bus, and then you go back and play on the big screen. That I like. Yeah, I would like to do all of that. You're really but, selling uh, me on this Nintendo but, Switch thing. No, but but <laughs> the the other big game is obviously Retro hasn't shown a game in a while. Yeah. We just learned that they are starting work on Metroid. Prime 4, which suggests they weren't just sitting around making barbecue and brisket the whole time, right? <laughs> um, which is one of the few tweets we got out of the retro account. Thank you so much, guys. Every time um, they do that, people are like, Met meat, match Metroid. Metroid. <laughs> it's like such is a this, walk. Yeah, people are like, Prime Rib. It's like, that, that, that's, that's brisket, honey. That is not Prime Rib. Um, but uh, they obviously were working on something. It's a talented team. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting that game to be one of the original games that we'll see this the year. Star, the mean, Star right? Fox Racing game that we'll, we talked about. We'll, we'll see if that's real. Donkey yeah, Kong. Those, so. Their Donkey Kong games are so popular yeah. that it, I know. it really wouldn't surprise me if we got another one of those. Yeah. They're good. I'd take another one of those. Yeah. yeah. I would well, not. I'll take any, I'll take <laughs> yeah, any new games um, that gets me more to play on the Switch this year. Um, mm. Speaking of new game. Uh, when you look at the top-selling games on the Switch or the top-selling games 
on the Wii U or the top selling games on the you know the N64 and the Super NES, you'll see one word, one title popping up all the time, and that's Mario Kart. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a Mario Kart on Switch, and it is the best selling title on that platform. That's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is a remake uh, with the DLC packs and some added stuff like Battle Mode for the Switch. I just you know, looking at the fact that this is Nintendo's most powerful f- powerful franchise now, I got to ask you guys the question, where's Mario Kart 9? Mm. Aren't they just letting Mario Kart 8 stew and keep mm-hmm. getting people to buy it? Isn't it something, something ridiculous, like a 30 or 40% yeah. attachment? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's I think completely- it was like yeah, we talked about it last, yeah, we talked about it in the so last episode you- that, that the attach rate for Mario Kart is the highest attach rate, I think, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like ownership uh, on the Switch. Again, it's sort of like the Zelda conversation we had a couple episodes ago. Like, are there multiple Mario Kart iterations on any generation of Nintendo's hardware, with the exception of maybe the DS and 3DS? Like, the DS even only has one Mario Kart, and that's seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. So it's the DS line of devices, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I I think that in the same way that we only see one Zelda game or like maybe one core Mario game. Mario Kart is a per generation basis. And like if Mario Kart 8 was a stopgap solution to Mario Kart 9, that would be mm-hmm. the ideal situation. But, but it, I kind of feel like this this is our Mario Kart for some. But, but, uh, but it isn't it isn't the game of this generation. It's the game of the last generation. It came out in 2014. Yeah, but this they is put the a game whole that new... shipped on Wii U in 2014. That's five years ago. But they, they put, put a whole double new mode. boxes, yeah. No, that is not <laughs> enough, ladies and gentlemen. They added Link from from So Obviously, this franchise is so big that Nintendo is creating a, an offshoot for mobile as well. Right? Don't Maybe. you think they'll announce one? Well, why? Why if Mario Kart Eight is selling so? Uh, side note: uh, Mario Kart on DS was called Mario Kart DS, and Mario Kart Seven was a 3DS. Yes. that's right. That had a first person that's mode right. and 3D, which is super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, eight's the best of all of them, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, if this is selling so well, and they can drop a mobile game that will, you know keep that conversation going why even bother making a nine for five years because you will sell to each person you already as eight what what if they did mario kart ultimate they did literally the mario kart game that has every track ever in a mario kart game i would love that that would be very yeah. good every character every track double dash mechanics Ooh, yeah baby Ooh. Babies, <laughs> babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's enough babies well. in these games. Yeah, we have babies in here, but we and don't like have rose, it. gold, peach. There's a, they, the they gotta, they gotta. <laughs> if, if they're gonna do an ultimate, they really have to slim down the character roster here. I don't yeah. think so. This Work like, for Smash. I mean, there's like seven Mario's in this. Yeah, game. but there's 900 Mario's in Smash Brothers. <laughs> so true. there's no baby Mario's in Smash because it'd be weird to beat. You just haven't there. unlocked them yet. <laughs> so I, I, I want to go around. Yeah. I want to go around the table and just get your prediction of when, what year will we hear the Mario Kart 9 announcement? It can be uh, on a future platform. So we'll start with Zach. What future year? platform, 2022. Oh my God. I will say 2020 E3, they will announce Mario Kart 9. That was going to be mine as well. Like, if it's going to happen. For Switch? Yes. If, if it was going to happen, it would happen then to be the big, you know, the big announcement against next gen for the other console makers. Yep. 2023. 2023? There's yeah. no Earth in 2023. Well, wow. it's great. <laughs> That's <laughs> finally. Okay. Why so late? Just because, because 8 is going to keep on selling? Because 48% of Switch owners own Mario Kart 8. What's people people keep buying it. It is the thing that when you buy a Switch, you buy this game. 
over Zelda, over Odyssey, over Splatoon, over everything else. There's no reason to rush out a new thing when this one's selling so well. What's the longest? Play that be roll. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's the longest? What's the longest gap between two Mario Kart games? It's impossible to know. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. you, you're, you're asking us to remember all the dates. Right yeah, why now. not? Hey, this is a uh, good question. People in the comments, can you guys let us know what the longest gap was? Um, like besides Mario now, Kart Mario Kart yeah. games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it well, might be right now. Yeah, now, you're yeah. right. Five years is a, yeah. is a long time. Actually, maybe not because like the the lifespan between the Wii U and the Switch is way shorter than the average Nintendo console lifespan because they kind of. All right, we'll see. Well, there you have it, folks. Correct. The next Mario Kart game will ship when we're all standing next to a broken down Statue of Liberty, <laughs> apes <laughs> chasing us with nets. So, um, but we'll, we'll, to we'll Mario use Kart Mario Kart 9. to distract the apes. That's right. Ooh. Thank you very much. All right. Our next uh, topic <laughs> is uh, the wonderfully named NVC Plays Games, where we're going to spend a couple of minutes talking about some of the new games that have come out that everybody's playing. Um, I know you guys played, uh, talked a bunch about... Um, about Wargroove uh, mm-hmm. last week, we but did. if you've got any more feedback on that, why don't we start with uh, with you, sir, Mr. Mr. Scrabbles. Okay, uh, so what I like between big AAA titles on the Switch is playing mournful indie games yeah. that I've missed. <laughs> so, uh, like Hollow Knight and Night in the Woods were my big ones last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I've been playing Bury Me, My Love, which mm-hmm. is... How is that? It's a game about being a Syrian refugee texting their lover whilst they try and escape Syria. And let me tell you, it's pretty... Mournful. Oh, um, it's it's really interesting. It's kind of um, it's a it's a, a game told through text messages. That I haven't gotten that far through it, but mm-hmm. there's elements of sort of choosing dialogue, and that affects the narrative. You're helping make decisions for the person you're talking to through your texts. I haven't like. Yeah, like I say, I'm not that far through yeah. it, but it's uh, it's definitely sad. This reminds me, it reminds me of Florence. It also looks like a it's bit. going to destroy me. Yeah, yeah it looks. Uh, I mean, gra- graphic novel style. If you're yeah. not watching this, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's really pretty as well. And there's a really nice um, there's a really nice thing where the the phone's in the middle of the screen, and whenever you get sent a picture message, that becomes the background behind the phone. So you've got ah. this sense of progression through as they go on their travels. That's great. It's really cool. Awesome. Um, also, coming out tomorrow is a game called Stillness of the Wind. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you guys, pretty mournful stuff. What are, what, what are you doing? I don't know. But it's about... Uh, so basically, the best way I can describe it so far <laughs> is uh, it's... Um, you know, at the start of every Harvest Moon game, you take over the farm from a dead grandparent? Yes. Yeah. This is playing the dying grandparent. No! The farm. Oh, my God. No, Joe, why no. are you playing these games? So you play as this lovely old lady and her, her, her farm. her Sick goats and hens. Are it's, you guys depressed in the UK or something? Yes. <laughs> oh, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but it's really properly beautiful, but it's just like about slowly going about your daily chores on this farm. Wow. And then occasionally you get messages from the city where apparently everything's going really wrong and all uh, Nana's relatives are having terrible times. Oh, Nana. Uh, but, and yeah, she gets sad next to her grave sometimes. You know, all that good stuff. <laughs> well, thanks for ruining my mood. But it's really interesting. And uh, it's really slow. The only problem with it is it uses a cursor, which I think is the worst ever decision. Okay. Yeah. And it doesn't use a touchscreen for some reason. That's yeah. how you move around and do stuff. Cool but art style, though. Yeah, it's really, really beautiful. Um, runs nicely as well. And So it's a, yeah. it's a slow cursor-based game about a dying woman. Yeah, basically. All right. That's what the Switch is for, I'm telling you. That's, Hit up that Isha. Big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, man. <laughs> So 
Yeah, well, well sounds... thank you for sharing your misery with us. It looks so really right. cool. It Zach, actually looks really Zach, special. Zach, can you save this discussion? Do you Can you play something happy? Uh, yeah, so in addition to Wargroove, which I already spoke uh, a little bit about, uh, by the way, just reiterate, loving that game. Very good. I'm going to yep. stick with that. Um, you will uh, like Fire Emblem if you like this game, just to warn you. Again, yeah. once again, you yeah. know that I'm not allowed to talk about Fire Emblem yeah. on the show. I right. don't know why you keep putting me in this position. I, I feel Thank like it's very time much. to bring you back in. <sighs> Remains to be seen. Um, no, at least I three actually, horses that you there can was. Ride. God damn it! There was a <laughs> a couple of episodes ago. I mentioned that I was interested in playing Tales of Vesperia Deluxe yes. Edition um, because I'm an old school JRPG fan and I don't get an opportunity to play very much of those. And a super cool fan named Noah reached out to me and sent me a copy of Tales of Vesperia. And I've been playing through that. I'm about, uh, I'm only like four or five hours in, but it is great. It is a capital J JRPG, mm -hmm. uh, very old school in the sense of like, you're running around a set path. You're talking to NPCs. You're doing side quests. The battle system is really unique. Um, yeah. It's uh, so you control a battle system on a 2D plane, and you can move backwards and forwards, and you can attack in real time. You know, it's like it's not like a, a turn-based battle system. Um, it's actually really interesting. The characters are pretty fun. I'm playing uh, in. I'm playing with a Japanese voiceover because the American voiceover is was not super great okay. so i restarted it um but yeah i'm really loving it it's really colorful uh and it's got these mystic artes um no it's it's a really cool game so who do you talk since none of us has have played this who do you meet with and talk about this game do you go out for like green tea with jared petty and andrew goldfarb Ooh. at night and <laughs> no Greetings. i mean that's that's kind of the thing about a, a jrpg like this is like they're out there yeah. The, the JRPG fans, you just got to find them. I, I know, I, I know I Casey is also, uh, Casey's also wanting to play this game, and so maybe she and I will swap some, some, some road stories. But, but you're choosing to play this over Persona 5. Look, man, okay, don't we'll, hassle me, look, okay? I I will, got, I'm, I'm this close to the end of Persona 5, I'm saving it. Okay. So right. I've we, got we about will, 10 hours left in Persona 5. We will, we will be right here when Persona 5 gets announced for the Nintendo Switch, and then we'll, we'll talk your ear off for an hour about Even the Even if Persona 5 does get mm -hmm. announced for the Switch, I doubt that I would play through another 100 hours of it. I love the game. I'm yep. very close to the end, but the idea of playing through it again is very daunting. You'll so, buy it, though. Probably because I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> just to have that picture on that sixty dollar photo. On That's right. Screen. I'll just uh, get that cat out there. That square. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, why do I go next, and then we'll go to Brian. Uh, sure. I'm playing Defense Grid Two. So this is a Switch port of a game that came out in in 2014. Uh, Defense Grid is a basically a tower defense game where uh, you can adjust the camera, you can zoom in, get close to the action, so it's a polygonal uh, playing field, and you have these predetermined spots where you can put uh, different weapons. Like, for example, you have you have something like a flamethrower that can attack groups of enemies. You've got uh, oh. gun turrets, you have, like, missiles and stuff, and you need to uh, you need to figure out how to cope with the hordes of incoming enemies um, and then upgrade your systems and spend the the money, the points you make, basically, in the, in the game to fortify your defenses. Dan? Stapleton sort of inex yeah, but he yeah. also inexplicably sent me a code for this yeah. the other day, and I couldn't figure out why Dan Stapleton, of all people, would send so, me a code for a tower defense game. So Dan reviewed it um, and gave it, I believe, an eight mm -hmm. when it came out mm -hmm. on Steam. He really likes this game, okay. so he probably saw it come out and switch and thought, "Why not introduce more players to it?" It's a, uh, it's very what enjoyable. It runs all right. It, it, like, I wish you know these games that came out five years ago would run at sixty and look a little better with some better lighting. So it looks a little, it looks a little dated. But if you enjoy tower defense, um, I can recommend this. 
one. It's a good game. And then I'm playing a ton of Wargroove, loving that game. Uh, Swords and Soldiers, which is a nice uh, side-scrolling uh, kind of also tower defense strategy game. Yeah. Yeah, you're playing that too? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Really cool. Yeah, it's a really good game as well. Tangle Deep, um, which is, uh, I think you guys talked a little bit about last week. Is that right? I don't no, remember. I don't, so. I don't think so. Yeah. So kind of a classic, like think of mystery dungeon, like an RPG, uh, where you explore these worlds. They're they're um, you know procedurally generated. Uh, you try to get loot. Um, very very cute. Really big game. Uh, you know, closest probably to something like Dragon Quest or Mystery Dungeon. Mm-hmm. And then Unruly Heroes, which is the not quite Rayman Legends, yeah. but but looks absolutely gorgeous on Switch. Yep. Uh, four player uh, Rayman like game. Playing a ton of that. Are too. you playing that single player? Or are you playing that with a group? So I was playing, playing that with a group, uh, but now I'm going to continue in single player. And you're enjoying it in single player? Yeah. Cool. It's fun enough, mm-hmm. for sure. I, yeah. I mean, I also haven't played it in multiplayer, so I don't know. Yeah, see, I've only played it in multiplayer, <laughs> and I enjoyed playing it in multiplayer, but thought, I wonder how this translates to a single-player experience. So Yeah, yeah it's a little bit it's like Lost, Lost Vikings, where you have to leverage the unique um, abilities of the characters and switch. So you have to switch out you know? often. So yeah. like That's that. cool. Yeah. Very, very pretty game. Yeah. What about you, Brian? What you got? I am playing a game called Origami Shadows Edition, um, Mm -hmm. which is a third-person stealthy ninja game Mm -hmm. that I think has a lot of DNA of, I'd say, like very old school Sam Fisher Splinter Cell, a little bit of Metal Gear. Cool. Um, It's really awesome. It's got this kind of reverse Boktai situation where you have to stay in the darkness to gain power and stepping into the light weakens you and also makes you more visible to enemies. Does it use the Switch's sun sensor? It does not um, because that's not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Boktai did. I know, I know. That was great. I remember people trying to fake that. Um, And it's really cool. It's, It's sort of about stealth kills and sneaking around. It's got this um, snappy teleportation device that's basically like when you're playing uh, a PSVR game and you want to like teleport to Zoom. It's got that, but you can do it off of walls and ceilings. This and looks cool. Like that. It's really, yeah, it's really awesome. Um, I had no idea this was coming out, and it's sort of just like sn- snuck up, uh-huh. <laughs> unattended. Um, but yeah, check this out if you're looking for something stealthy. I think it's a it's a little less like sort of action crazy than something like Mark of the Ninja. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I really dig it. Um, and there isn't really a lot of stuff like it on Switch. Very nice. Also, Neat. Yeah, I'm also playing Zelda Two. Oh, for the I've heard of that game. That's for a some good odd game. reason. So I've hundreds of games at, at my fingertips. And Where does it rank in your list of favorite Zelda games? Because it is the <laughs> odd game out for a lot of people. Yeah, God, I, I don't know if I can do that. But is it? But do you love it? I love. You it. Like it? Yeah, okay. I love it. Um, I love it. There okay. Yeah. It. It's um. Our producer it. likes it. It's I. It's definitely unnecessarily obtuse. I think that like it, you kind of have to play a game, uh, play this game with a guide. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, especially if you don't have a bunch of friends like on the playground telling you where to go. Uh, but this is uh a you know this is the sort of weird like black sheep of the of the original Zelda games, definitely of the first three or four of them. It's yeah. just bizarre. It, it alternates between a top-down sort of RPG-style game where you have uh-huh. random encounters with enemies to a side-scroller action platformer. Um, it's brutal. It's difficult. It's uh, obtuse and, and weird, but I really like it. Um, if you play this game now in 2019, play it like an RPG, grind a lot at the beginning, level up a lot, yeah. update, you know, upgrade your stats, which is weird than a Zelda game. Um, 
look up maps online. Yeah. The the dungeons in this game are really smart and really cool. Uh, and I think they're some of the smartest sort of like layouts of dungeons of, of, of any Zelda game. There's something and, I find really haunting about the art style. And I don't know what yeah. it is. He seems so small. <laughs> he is. And it's a, it's a really sad world. Like half the people are, are, are out to kill you. And the other half are just morose and don't say much. And everyone is vague. Like everyone's like, go to the desert if you don't want to die. And you're like, all right, <laughs> thanks. Well, um, yeah. you, you, I mean, check out Zelda too. For yeah, the yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is a it is a good, really good game to catch up on now. Yeah. After you've seen the Zelda franchise evolve into this direction, where basically Link to the Past kind of took back the original games and Nintendo has run with that formula until Breath of the Wild, this was the odd game out in that it is the only role-playing game in this series of action-adventure yeah. games and, uh, and cross-boat training. And I'll add, the only reason I put this in here is because, like I said, this is the black sheep of the Zelda franchise. People yep. don't like it. If you played it when you were a kid and you hated it, give it another shot. It's awesome on Switch. Uh, you can use save states and sort of cheap your way through the game. Um Give this one a second chance. Nice. Because it's cool. Well, folks, I'm really happy you're here because when I open the eShop and I see the amount of new games that have um, popped up, including 50 billion new puzzle games, mm -hmm. uh, it's good to uh, good to get some recommendations from you folks on what to play next. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for people listening to the show or watching, if you've discovered a game that we haven't co covered on this show that you really, really like and think other Nintendo Switch fans um, should take a look at, leave us a comment, um, you know, anywhere on YouTube or uh, IGN, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get right on that for a future show. So we are going to now jump into question block. We've got a couple of minutes uh, left, so two questions from our fans. This time they come from nvc at ign.com, the old-fashioned email address you can use to contact us and, and drop us a line. Um, I think everything's said better with a British accent, so why don't we have Joe read the first question? This is from Joey Monda, which sounds like a name I would use. There you go. It's <laughs> like a, my... Cool film star name. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> He's from Nashville. 2020 may be the next year for next-gen consoles to be released. With a PS5 and new Xbox coming out, how do you think Nintendo will compete? Also, how do you feel about the thought of Nintendo releasing a next-gen console that focuses less on portability and creativity and is more similar to Xbox and PlayStation that focuses on other capabilities? What do you guys think? Well, the uh, Switch is really struggling right now, so yeah. they throw that whole system out. Um, I think they're, I think they're good for a while. I think that this, what they're doing right now, is so disruptive that they don't really need to compete. They can put out some new Joy Cons, maybe do that slim redesign people are talking about. Yeah. Um, but I don't necessarily think that they need to do anything. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're sitting pretty right now. With it is very unlikely that Sony will announce another Vita or a PSP. Yeah. Right? They will likely announce the PlayStation Five. Early next year, that's if if it follows their you know past plans. They yep. they're obviously not going to be at E three, and that may be one of the reasons why uh, they're winding down the the PS four. Um, which means Nintendo is different. Like the mm. Switch is just different, and so I think they will compete by iterating on their hardware. You know, the iPhone really created this system where people, for some odd reason, feel like they need to upgrade their device, even though it's so freaking expensive, you know, every couple of years. And I think, uh, you know, you've seen this with the Xbox One X and the PlayStation Pro. I think Nintendo is going to follow right in line. We've heard rumors about a smaller, simpler Switch with a, without Joy-Con, where the controllers are actually attached. That's a portable unit. We've heard rumors about a more powerful unit. I think when the next-gen consoles come out, I think Nintendo will have a more powerful Switch yeah. with the same format. 
form factor. I love that you gave credit to the iPhone for doing that. Yes. I've been buying Game Boys like every two years. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked new 3DS when that came out. I'd mm -hmm. be totally happy to have a mm -hmm. new Switch. I, that wouldn't bother me. I also I do think Mario Kart could be the thing they use to compete with that. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, their biggest problem now isn't the isn't really Sony. It's xCloud. Like if xCloud became something people could use easily without too much hassle, yeah. that's the thing that could cause trouble. There's no way they'll go back to a, a general setup box. I don't think so either. I feel like. no, I and they also so, yeah. like since the the Wii generation, like they've they've just decided that they don't need to be competitive in terms of graphics. So like, well, I don't think we'll ever see a set top box that's you know a super 4K HD right yeah setup. I think they spent the last two years marketing this system and selling the system to people like us, and now yeah. it's time to go for kids and get that second and third switch in the household. Get that get that like 199 price point with a bundled game. Like that's how you compete. Or when you, in Paris case, you know, that sixth or seventh switch. Yeah, the exactly. And they all already have 20 or 30 Joy-Cons each. Just we waiting, only have so. four. I am not Joy-Con complete, I'll have you know. I do not yet have the Famicom uh, con NES controllers, the that Famicom really version. That for you. No, yeah. I got them on B eBay. One guy tried to cheat me. Yeah, I remember he, that. He was going to send me just the decals for 100 bucks. I'm like, no. I do not want decals for a hundred bucks. Thank you very much. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't, do not understand English. Back like, alley that's very, very, that's very con convenient. Thank you, sir. Um, but uh, I'm not, uh, I, I will soon be Joy-Con complete, but um, I will definitely buy whatever the next Switch is and probably have to buy four of them if the kids are not already in college. What if the next Switch uses new Joy-Cons and you got this mountain? Damn. I will, <laughs> honestly, I will probably quit and move into the mountains. Yeah. yeah. That seems like the right uh, move. So quickly for our last question, this comes from Stuart Jackson, who also emailed us. You can do two at NVC at IGN.com. He says, thanks for giving me the nudge I needed to finally play the Ocarina of Time. You're welcome. Uh, his email was a little long, so I bridged it. He said he played other Zelda games like Link to the Past, Breath of the Wild, Twilight Princess, which he didn't like, and others, but he held out on going back to Ocarina of Time, and we talked about it so much in our wonderful anniversary episode that he did play it. He says... Um, I, I heard the words from the original review, the Citizen Kane of games. How could I resist? I bought a copy for the 3DS. I was initially frustrated being unable to jump and not knowing what was going on or where to go. I, however, did eventually get into the rhythm of the game and puzzles. And now I'm very happy to say I've finally played it through and it is indeed a very, very good game. That rules. Question, what games have you been on the fence on? Or like Looking for that gentle push to finally give it a go. Yeah, put, putting you on the spot. I mean, I, for me, honestly, like I've started to play Dark Souls in the past and always yeah. stopped. No, I've always stopped. That's what I was going to say. That's not true. I had it first. Um, and so I kind of, I, I hear people talk about it. Obviously, very popular, again, with our friends in the UK, mm. present and former. Um, UK office, that is. I don't know about the whole nation. Oh, the, we love the, it. The, the whole conglomerate oh, yeah. of nations. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but uh, I, I do want to play that eventually. Mm. Uh, I think the one, well, are we talking about ones that we are on the fence with or ones that we are going to? Well, we no, I think well, ones that you were on the fence with, yeah, uh, games think, that you've needed a nudge think, to get into. I think Fire Emblem was my one okay. until Fire Emblem Awakening, which was just the best. And now I'm obsessed with constant Fire Emblem games. A lot of people say that. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, daunting to get in. Yeah. and But something about Awakening just really worked um, in getting me in. And then Three Houses, I absolutely cannot wait for. Yeah. Same with looks, Zach. Looks, yeah. looks, what about you, Brian? What uh, do you need a nudge on or have needed a nudge on? God, um, I don't know because there's a bunch that people tell me that I have to play and then I play like 20 minutes or like an hour and I'm like, I'm not into it. Like the Mass Effect games. Okay. I'm just 
cannot connect with those games. Oh, you oh, really ought to play those though. I like. Do those. I? Though? Yeah, those are yeah. very good. Yeah, I don't know about that. Not not yeah. the last one, but the the original trilogy for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel, and you're not a Fire Emblem guy either. Maybe it's time for that. I played. There was one we were all talking about at NVC a week and a years ago. Was that a week? Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. let's not. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's just yeah. not get into it. So there's that one. Um, yeah. No, I think I'm 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 okay. I play so much right now. So I don't really have FOMO on. I give up on video you. games. What about you? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Dark Souls. Oh wow. Me, yeah. How original. It took me a really <laughs> long time to get into Dark Souls, uh, which is silly because Dark Souls is just. Difficult Zelda. Yep. Like when you get down to it, like the original, the first Dark Souls especially is very, very Zelda reminiscent. Um, three and Bloodborne, not so much. Two, I've not played a ton of, but uh, yeah, I, I I love Dark Souls, and but it took me a very long time of hearing about the crushing difficulty to finally cave and be like, well, I'll give this a shot. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's no more excuse for us. Dark Souls is now on the Nintendo Switch, and we can yeah. play it on the go. So maybe yeah, we absolutely. should uh, maybe we should get together and just do a quick little, you know. Like maybe you, you, you can bring your RPG are you asking fans me on a too? are you asking yeah. me on a Dark Souls date? Absolutely, yes. um, date Souls. And you listening you to this show, <laughs> you listening to this show, or watching this show, also have absolutely no excuses left. If you haven't checked out some of our other shows on IGN, uh, you know. Go, uh, go subscribe to GameScoop on iTunes. Check out Unfiltered, uh, a really, go- uh, really good interview series that Ryan McCaffrey runs every month. And we also partnered with, uh, with uh, uh, the folks making uh, Humans, uh, Humans Make Games, a uh, really cool uh, weekly podcast with interviews with indie developers. Check all that stuff out. Um, in the meantime, where can people find you, Joe Scrabbles, if they are interested in your musing about really, really depressing games? IGN UK podcast. Okay. We, we say naughty words. There you go. We talk about all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And occasionally beer. Don't tell Great. Don't tell dad. Oh, no, no, no. And then uh, Brian? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Agent Bizzle. I was also on Beyond this week with Joe. Mm-hmm. I said most of the naughty words and Joe did not. So that's excellent. Had a power shift there. Zach Ryan, what are you what are you uh, working on? I'm Anything at, good? I'm at Zacharias D on Twitter, and I'm here just about every week on NVC and uh, uh, in our new Let's Play series, Date Souls. Excellent. And I'm Pear Schneider, and you can find me at Pear IGN wherever Pear IGNs are. <laughs> See you next week when you can get the get thing. thing. You say that at the end. Get it. We get, do like get that. that. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.